What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will, and that's where Casino should be, but no Casino today. Uh, he could not record yesterday. He is ghosting me today when I asked uh, what time he would like to record. So if you're listening to this Casino, uh, I don't know why you're ghosting me. Let me know. But uh, the topics for today... Uh, will obviously be different because it's just solo show today. Uh, we're going to be talking NFL week 15 and let's just get right to the picks. So casino won the week winning 10 games to my seven, my seven. However, the three different we had were obviously I picked the Cowboys for the reverse jinx as an Eagles fan. Worked uh, with the reverse jinx. Didn't work with me picking my team. We'll obviously get to both of those games in a little bit. Uh, Also, Browns-Bears we had different. I really thought Bears would pull it out. But all of a sudden, Joe Flacco is Super Bowl Raven season Joe Flacco with the Browns. Only in clutch moments. He had an okay game, but the the clutch drive at the end to win it was uh, the deal or the nail in the coffin. I stupidly picked Giants over Saints. Uh, the uh, Italian stallion uh, Tommy DeVito gets knocked out of the game. I'm not saying if he was in it, they would have won, but that was my justification for picking that one. And then uh, the other different we had, oh, Casino picked uh, Patriots. I picked Chiefs, obviously. Uh, there was a lot of buzz for some reason thinking the Chiefs or the uh, Patriots would beat the Chiefs. I don't know why, but that was a big thing going in. I saw a lot of people making that pick, Casino included, and it did not pan out that way. Uh, but first, before we get into the games, I thought, again, I wanted to broach this topic with Casino, but we will talk about it without him. At this point in the season, again, going into week 16 in the NFL season, we really just have a bunch of teams that are kind of in the middle. We have three, or no, we have two fraud teams, a potential third fraud team, a team getting a lot of hype that I don't know if I believe in, and then we have what I'm calling the only teams only teams that can win a Super Bowl this season. If any other team, I'm not saying any of these teams couldn't get to it. I'm saying if they get to it, they would lose to whoever they're playing. But I'm saying at the moment, there are only five teams with, what, three weeks to go in the regular season who can win the Super Bowl. Not win playoff games because I think, uh, well, let's start at the bottom. I think official frauds, of this season frauds meaning not as good as their record and not dangerous in the playoffs in terms of if they get to the playoffs I think they can win a first round uh, matchup maybe a second round and then potentially get annihilated in either the second round or the NFC championship I spoiled it a little there the two NFC teams I think are legitimate frauds at this point I got to throw the two NFC East teams, Eagles-Cowboys. Now, when the Eagles beat the Bills, I was like, this is the rocket ship this team needed, right? Strap it onto their back because 
the Miami game, it was like Miami's just a uh, Philly's just a bad matchup for Miami because uh, Philly's so physical, right? And Miami's very agile; they're very fast. But once you hit them in the mouth, like we've seen them all season, they fold like a, a stack of cards, right? Or a stack? What's that say? Something cards? I don't know. But uh, they folded. Right. So that game, I was kind of like, oh, I'm glad the Eagles beat the Dolphins. But I also felt like this is how I kind of felt like it would happen. Beginning of the season, going into that game and even during the game, I was like, Eagles are going to lose to the Bills. The Bills, the Josh Allen, like star quarterbacks just annihilate this team. Uh, Patrick Mahomes would have obviously beat them or had a better shot to beat them if he had any semblance of weapon. Uh, on that team and maybe we'll talk about the emergence of Rashid Rice in the playoffs or later down the season but Kelsey looks washed uh, Travis not Jason Kelsey looks washed uh, so Chiefs Eagles that was a weird game again that was like the Eagles Super Bowl right the way that the 49ers Eagles were uh, the 49ers Super Bowl but when we talk about the Eagles they get they beat the Cowboys. They split with the Cowboys, which not a shock. I mean, that that second game, people were acting like it was a massacre. Uh, it didn't really look like that. Like, uh, I don't know when I was watching it. Like, I called beginning of the season again. We're going to split with the Cowboys. We, I'm talking about the Eagles, split with the Cowboys. So you're going to win at home. They're going to win at their house. Not shocking. 49ers, I didn't think it'd be a blowout, but I definitely thought they would lose to the 49ers because again that's 49ers Super Bowl they've been bitching about it for 10 months right so those two not shocking and then they got away with some games where beginning of the year I was like they're definitely losing to the Bills they're definitely beating the Chiefs and then they're gonna have a weird fluky game in there because every team does right I mean we forget now going into week 16 that the 49ers got absolutely annihilated by the Bengals right and the Bengals look like a pretty good team but the 49ers look like one of the best teams in the past couple years and they just got completely destroyed by that Bengals team so when you look at NFL seasons over the course of a season there's always that one game remember last year it was the Colts beating the the Chiefs and everybody was like how the hell did that happen That was the Jets-Eagles game, right? For the Cowboys, who's the other NFC team, that was the Cardinals game, where it's like, how the hell did this team lose to that team? Happens once a season, even to the really good teams, and then to the mediocre bad teams happens a lot, where you're just like, what? But so my two fraud teams, Eagles and Cowboys, now for very different reasons, right? For the Cowboys, I think they're frauds because... We've seen them in the playoffs over the years, and every issue we we as the football collective talking heads, right, in different variations of unsuccessful and uber successful, whoever you want to be above us, uh, everyone. But uh, what is it? Everybody had question marks about the Cowboys when it comes to big games, big moments. Can they win on the road? Can they win in the playoffs? And then we've seen this season, they're dominant at home, and then they get boat raced. That's a phrase I've been using a lot. I don't know. I just like it. It's fun to say. They've been getting boat raced uh, on the road, right? So we saw that uh, that Eagles-Cowboys game in Philly was closer 
then I think it it was close, but it wasn't as close as it looked like. And then that final drive, they literally got gifted 80 yards of penalties, were first and goal and couldn't punch it in. And that's just that and that was a a loss, but it wasn't a bad loss. Then you look at this Bills game. I mean, the Bills game, literally, they just did. Uh, I'm a Madden guy. So they just did halfback dive up the middle uh, 40 times in that game. And the Cowboys knew they were going to run it at them, could not stop them. And then it was just rinse and repeat the entire game. Right? So that's not happening to the Cowboys at home. That, that shit only happens on the road. They get annihilated by the 49ers on the road. They get annihilated by the Bills. We, I think everyone's expecting them to have a bounce back against Miami, but if Tyreek Hill's back for this game and then it's Waddle and, you know, one of the best running teams in the league is the Miami Dolphins with Mike McDaniels in terms of creative play calling. I don't know. I don't think this is a good matchup for Dallas, but it might be a Philly situation where none of that matters because the Cowboys just bully them with size and aggressiveness, right? So we'll see in that game. But even as a Cowboys hater, I don't know. The matchup to me is really weird because again, Miami is AFC Dallas, Dallas is NFC Dolphins. So two teams that kind of never live up to expectations when they're supposed to fighting each other. I think it really comes down to if this was Cowboys at home, they're winning by three touchdowns. Dallas on the road, now there's the potential where they're losing by three touchdowns. And I don't think there's another team in the league you can have that big of a disparity in terms of home or away or just one factor. Right. Like even in games where it's like, oh, speaking of the Bills, like Josh Allen will be bad one or two games a season where he'll just do really bad interceptions. Right. But it's not like one game he throws 10 touchdowns. The next game he throws 10 interceptions. It's like one game sprinkled here or there. Right. With the Cowboys, it's literally like split down the middle. Great, phenomenal juggernaut, mediocre team that uh underplays to their talent right and it's not like this happens once a year because i've said there's games every year where it's or there's teams every year that lose a game where you're like how the fuck did that team lose that game but the cowboys it's half the games they play are on the road and those road games i mean they've had wins on the road but they're not good wins in in terms of like what they do compared to at home i mean obviously a win is a win but good wins in terms of like playing up to what they do when they're at home so then you have so we start with the two frauds i think it's an uh nfc east uh talked about the cowboys talked about the eagles the eagles are my team so it's painful to say this but on monday night they lose by three points to a team that they were completely dominating the entire game. They had what? Uh, I'll pull it up now. They had over, uh, I believe, 175 yards on the on the ground, right? So they had, yeah, Jalen rushed for two touchdowns, both of them obviously the tush push, 82 yards. Swift had 74. Gainwell had 21, all just rushing. They were all averaging almost five yards a carry. So, of course, when you have to win the game at the end, uh, Jalen Hurts just does two 
bomb passes. And again, I've seen shit where it's just like, oh, that game ceiling interception, he didn't get his foot down and, you know, like they got robbed. It's just like he had, uh, I believe it was Gainwell for a check down. They still had two timeouts. He had him for a check down that would have easily netted minimum 10 yards maximum it looked like he could have ran for 20 so you take you get that you take a timeout and then all of a sudden you're on the 25 yard line with a timeout and you have three shots at the end zone like I don't know why and again everybody hates or everybody likes to show their hatred for the Eagles when they lose and in this one it's warranted but not in the way I've been reading about it which is just like oh you know uh, Nick Bosa, uh, he said three weeks ago, they had the blueprint to stop Jalen Hurts, you know, like, just like keep him in the pocket and let him pass. And then it's just like, yeah, but when his wide receivers are double covered and nobody's getting separation and you're literally staying there for five seconds and there's nobody open because the play calling and the schemes are so elementary that, the 49ers running back in the Peyton Eli Manning cast three weeks after you play the Eagles on his couch can immediately call out what play you're going to run. Like that shows not only that your offense is basic and predictable, but that it's not helping your quarterback at all. Again, I've never seen a team, especially a 10 and three team. So a good team that sets up plays to the point where none of their wide receivers ever get separation. Like how in a league in 2023, when you see what the Chiefs do, when you see what the uh, Dolphins do, when you see what the 49ers do, where it's every offensive play, somebody's moving, somebody's getting a running start, somebody's shifting the defense, somebody's giving you the, what, the, blueprint if we're going to use that word of like oh this defense is zone this defense is man and then it's like giving your wide receivers some help to get open so your wide or so your quarterback doesn't have to try to play hero ball and again Jalen Hurts has been guilty this year of not being the quarterback he was last year but it's not like this people are acting like he should be benched or you know I saw a meme where it's like oh he's from NFL memes where it's like, oh, Jamarcus Russell when Jalen Hurts doesn't have the tush push. And it's just like, he played good in the 49ers and Cowboys games. He just didn't play well enough to win. Those two games, it was much more on the defense. Just again, using my favorite word, just getting boat raced, right? And the offense was vanilla, predictable, and kind of just like, Jalen Hurts had to play hero ball because there's no other options to do explosive plays, right? We had a month and a half, two month period where AJ Brown was just lighting the league up, doing things we've never seen from a wide receiver in terms of like that kind of volume over those kind of weeks. All of a sudden he's just disappeared. Now he's gone. And I really do think it's because, and again, I'm not the first person to say this. I won't be the last. The play calling offensively is so just basic. And people just say like, oh, it's the coach's suggestion on Madden. Like that's not true either because coach's suggestion on Madden gives you three different plays every every offensive play, right? 
the Eagles offense is the same six plays over and over again. I mean, I've said it on here. It's tight end screen. It's quarterback draw. It's running back up the middle. It's not even like, again, you have two of the best wide receivers in the league. Why are you not doing slant plays to them where all you have to do is do a three-step drop, throw it to your guy and let him do something, right? We never see that. It's like the Hail Marys on Monday night in the Seattle game. It was like, why the three players on the Eagles offense and defense who should never see the field are Kenneth Gainwell, because I just think with the other options at running back or even pass catching. I mean, I'll take a Boston Scott or a uh, put uh, uh, Rashad Penny in the game over Gainwell any day. I don't know. Again, nobody can explain to anybody why Rashad Penny has not seen the field all season, but put every other running back, but Gainwell out there because he fumbles. He doesn't see the field. He has, he makes dumb plays like whatever. The other one is Quez Watkins who every time a deep ball is thrown to him, he approaches it in the worst possible way, which is now again, that uh, hail Mary was 100% pass interference on Seattle. Like, I don't, I don't know why it wasn't called. Well, I do because the refs are shit. But again, we can say I'm done bitching about the refs because at this point it's just redundant because you can say it every game, every penalty. It's like, I don't know what a penalty is, honestly, because it, the definition of it changes five times per game. So for the Eagles not to get that pass interference that led to an interception, there was five other plays that the Eagles got a penalty on that benefited Seattle that I was like, what fucking penalty are we talking about? Or vice versa, right? Where it benefited the Eagles and it was like, what fucking penalty? But again, every game, so I don't care. The the deep bomb to Quez Watkins, Quez handles it the worst way possible. And then at that point, when you know you're getting the ball, you turn into a, a, a defender and try to knock the ball out, right? Football 101. Doesn't even attempt to disrupt the catch. It's kind of just like looking at it as it perfectly falls into the guy who is dragging him down, his down arms, whatever. But the third and final player is James Bradbury. Like, I mean... I will defend him with my last dying breath in the Super Bowl uh, on that last play, a play I don't think it should have been called, whatever. Uh, You can listen to 50 other times on this podcast where I bitch about that. Uh, But when you're Matt Patricia, when you're any defensive coordinator, the only way you lose that game is to get beat over by the top. So why are you doing a cover one deep safety on the other side of the field that your one cornerback who's the only cornerback on the Eagles defense who's been getting cooked all game? uh, Why are you putting the safety on the other side of the field to not give that guy help over the top? And then James Bradbury should be benched or the, you know, only a zone cornerback and maybe the sixth uh quarterback or cornerback when it comes to man coverage uh in this defensive scheme for this answer alone he said in a post-game interview oh well I was too aggressive on the flat so why are you trying to be aggressive on the flat 
when the only way you lose that game is if you get beat over the top. Who gives a flying fuck if the wide receiver catches a check down pass that goes for 10 yards and then he goes out of bounds? I'd rather it be uh, 40 yards from the end zone and you're playing against Drew Locke than it be... I don't know. You give one-on-one coverage to the to the cornerback who's been getting cooked all game, and then the only way to be beat is if that guy gets ran past, uh, and that's exactly what happened. Like again, that's that's just football IQ just being non-existent. Why are you the cornerback playing the flat where the only way to lose that game is to get beat over the top, and then? why as a defensive coordinator and i don't care if it's matt patricia i don't care if it's sean desai everybody gave a bunch of shit for this move after our last episode where we didn't get to talk about this but matt patricia is now the defensive coordinator for the eagles instead of sean desai i'm fine with this move i don't get why more teams don't do this the eagles have had the number one worst uh, defense for two three months now So making a change in season and getting it right in before you play the Giants twice and the Cardinals, three of the worst teams you'll play all like season. The only way to potentially salvage this season is to destroy the Giants, Cardinals and Giants again. Build up confidence, get your defensive scheme in there, like show some semblance of a pass rush, get James Bradbury off the field. The two rookie cornerbacks we had in there looked pretty damn good. So pair those two guys with a returning Slay and a returning Avante Maddox, and all of a sudden, your linebackers had a great game. D-line, again, needs to step up, but it's not like they're awful. You're still one of the best rush defenses in the league, so you shore up the back. You have Sidney Brown, who I think is a emerging, I don't want to say star all pro, but an emerging pretty damn good safety. You got Blankenship, who I don't like in coverage, but he seems to have a pretty good football IQ when it comes to playing that position. Put those two safeties, you have a back end of pretty damn good corners at that point from what we've seen. Get James Bradbury off the field. Get your get Gainwell off the field and what is it? I don't know, throw 10 different offensive plays where you're just doing crazy shit. Bring back the the Chiefs uh, merry-go-round play. I don't know, just literally do something but tight end screens, cornerback draw or quarterback draws and halfback dives up the middle, right? Like do something and then deep balls into double coverage. Like that game to me, is not, I'll defend Jalen Hurts when he has good games. Those were two of the worst decisions I've seen him make maybe in his NFL career. Because again, A.J. Brown was not open. That was a terrible deep pass. You need a field goal to go into OT. Again, if they go into OT, do they win? I don't know, They but they have a definite better shot than a deep ball in double coverage, right? When you have two timeouts, you don't need to do that. And then the game well, or I'm sorry, the other one is Quez Watkins. Put Julio Jones out there. Put uh, the guy whose long name I can't fucking remember pronounce. Put him as your third uh, wide receiver or do two tight ends, two running backs, two wide receivers, right? And just, if you have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and then Dallas Goddard and 
coming out of the backfield, DeAndre Swift, and then a second tight end. Like, I like that more than Quez Watkins deep on one-on-one plays he never makes. He had that back-breaking drop in the Super Bowl that could have potentially won them the Super Bowl. And then he's still on this team making the same dumb mistakes. So this Eagles team, addition by subtraction, is taking off those three guys. Maybe even give Gainwell... I'll give him up maybe one or two more chances, especially against, you know, Giants, Cardinals or Giants. But if he does bad in the rest of the regular season, like put all these guys on the bench, make them emergency. Like you're starting. If again, we're injured at corner again, or we don't have, or the other offensive players get tired and then you can come out and block. I don't know, but we spent way too much time on uh, the Eagles, but again, they're my team. I'm passionate. Uh, now it's time to hit the panic button. I said they lose to Seattle. It's panic button time. Uh, it's panic button time. I, as an Eagles fan, as an Eagles, to see if they do anything in the playoffs, they uh, they need to blow out at least two of the next three games, right? Especially with Dallas having a tough schedule coming up. We just saw them get annihilated by Buffalo. Potentially. Same thing happens in Miami. So you have the keys to a home playoff game. But if the playoffs started right now and Eagles are at home, let's say they do finish with the number two seed and they have the Rams coming into their place, I have no confidence, no confidence whatsoever that the Eagles could win that game. And if Dallas has to go to Tampa Bay and win a game with the way that offense and defense have been playing, like, why would anyone, and especially with how Dallas has been playing on the road, why would anyone pick the Eagles or Cowboys in those two situations? The Rams look a million times better than the Eagles right now. The Buccaneers look a million times better uh, when they're at home compared to the Cowboys on the road. So why would you trust either of those two? Uh, the third potential fraud team I have is uh, the Bills. I don't know. I don't know why all of a sudden everybody is just jumping on this Bills bandwagon as if we haven't seen this entire season where they've just been underperforming, underwhelming, and just losing games they shouldn't. Originally, I had the Bills as one of the five teams I could trust, but I was like, why am I giving them so much credit? Again, we saw them destroy a team on the road that always gets destroyed on the road. And then... We saw them run all over Dallas, but we've seen a bunch of teams, especially on the road, run all over Dallas, right? That's the blueprint to beat Dallas is just run directly at Mika Parsons, right? And Josh Allen had less than 100 yards passing in that game, and they won that game again, what, by four touchdowns, three touchdowns? Like, that's the key to beating the Cowboys. But for the Bills, I don't know how sustainable this is because, again, They've been looking for a running game, Josh Allen's entire Bills career. And we're just going to all just be like, they found it because they rushed well against a team that's bad against the run on a road that's, or on at home against a team that's bad on the road. I don't know why all of a sudden everybody's just buying endless amounts of Bills, uh, Bills stock. I don't want to say they're frauds because again, they're like, seven and six, right? They potentially won't even make the playoffs. So I don't know how we can put them as one of the teams that can win the Super Bowl if that's the uh, the the exercise we're doing right now. So those, the Eagles and Cowboys frauds, 
potential for both with the final three games of the season to shed that. But at this moment, going into week 15, I mean, just both of them losing games, they absolutely, maybe Cowboys, it's not like they couldn't or shouldn't have lost that game, but I don't think they could or should lose games like that in December, right? Like you never want to see that. The Eagles, 49ers, I'll give them a pass. Cowboys, I'll give them a pass. This Seahawks game, absolutely no pass whatsoever. You don't lose that game uh, with everything at stake. Basically your season on the line, you don't lose that game in that way. So both those are frauds. Bills, fringe, not fraud, but fringe, underwhelming i don't know why all of a sudden we're buying stock but hey we've seen teams get hot at the end of the season and then ride the wave to a super bowl so maybe we'll change that in three weeks but we'll see now the five teams i do think can win the super bowl right now uh i switched the bills out for the chiefs and now i don't like the chiefs offense at all i think travis kelsey again is washed i think rasheed rice is coming on as a viable target but is he a number one wide receiver that's going to win you games uh in the playoffs against teams like the ravens or teams like the dolphins or is he going to be the one that wins those games no everybody knows that it's going to have to be mahomes right and we've seen when you put all your eggs in the mahomes basket and he doesn't have viable options at wide receiver we've seen them lose countless games this year Kadarius tony had a brutal drop that led to an interception in this chiefs patriots game so again the same issues that have plagued them all season still plagued them and they're squeaking by with wins where la- even last year two years ago three years ago they would have destroyed this patriots team they would have been doing their little ring around the rosy play uh, in the fourth quarter just because they're up by four touchdowns and they don't know what else to do. Now, uh, against the, the again, they haven't really had that many impressive wins this season. They've had a couple good wins, but impressive, again, I just don't see it with this Chiefs team. I don't see how this Chiefs team gets to the Super Bowl with their the way they're playing. Their defense obviously looks great, but their offense, I mean – you score 20 points on this Chiefs team, you're probably going to win. And we've never said that in the past, especially in the Reed Mahomes era. But as I've said a million times, I think Eric Bieniemy being gone is the difference between them having the same wide receiver group this year and last year, where last year it was all scheming. And obviously as an Eagles fan or as a fan of the NFL this season, we've seen how important coaching scheming on offense and defense is, right? Where when you don't have a good scheme, you don't have great plays or an unpredictable, crazy offense to get guys open, then you end up with what the Chiefs and Eagles have been, which is lackluster offenses that last year were lights out, right? Because one lost Shane Steichen, one lost Eric Bieniemy, two of the top five best offensive play designers, offensive minds in the league. And yeah, I just think uh, that would be my only concern with the Chiefs. But again, it's the Chiefs. We've seen how great they're in the playoffs, so you can't count them out. They're one of the five. Uh, Next up, I had, I'm kind of trying to do this in order. I have the Lions. Now, I only have the Lions above the Chiefs because I saw the Lions beat the Chiefs, right? And I saw, and again, we can say without 
all their offensive and defensive stars, right, where they didn't have Chris Jones, they didn't have Travis Kelsey. We've seen Chiefs games where they have Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, and they've still lost these exact type of games. So just being like, those two guys coming into that game, they immediately win. Like, no, they don't. We've seen them lose games where those guys have both been in. Both had good to great games, and they've still lost. So again, I like uh, Jared Goff just through five touchdowns, had maybe the best game of his career. The I really like the Lions rushing attack. Their defense is hard hitting. Their defense is legit. I like the mentality of this team. But again, when it comes to Detroit, they've never had playoff success, right? Their entire history of their franchise. So for all of a sudden to be like, they're going to go in, win three games in a row and then win the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, that's a tough, uh, tough order to ask, but we've seen it in the past with I mean, the Eagles, they never had any playoff success in the past either. I mean, they've been they've been further than the Lions, but only two or three years. Like, it's not like this crazy resume. So anything can happen. I like the Lions. Uh, Next up, I would say the Dolphins. I think this past weekend, even though it was against the Jets, uh, I think winning that game in a blowout fashion without Tyreek Hill was actually kind of like a sigh of relief to Dolphins fans, right? Where it's just like, oh, our entire offense does not run through Tyreek Hill. Tua is not only a good quarterback when Tyreek Hill's in the game. It's just Tua's a great quarterback. Tyreek Hill is a great wide receiver. And when they play together, they're great together. But when they play without each other, they still can win games, right? Well, I don't know if the Dolphins can win games without two at quarterback, but you get what I'm saying. They enhance each other when they're together. And when uh, Tyreek Hill doesn't have to, doesn't, it doesn't feel like he has to carry the team on his back. Right. So he not being in the lineup was still a blowout. Jalen Waddle had a great, great game against that Jets team. That still is a formidable defense. Right. And especially with sauce Gardner uh, on him to still have that great of a game. Like that's, Again, Dolphins' defense is great. Their offense, uh, when it's clicking, I don't think there's an offense in the league better. Maybe only the 49ers, but it's close, right, those two. So, yeah, uh, number three, I had uh, the Dolphins. Number two, I have the Ravens. Now, the Ravens, uh, what they did to Jacksonville, again, I think Jacksonville, I didn't even put them in the fraud category because they've been a fraud all season. Right. I've, I've said that from day one. Trevor Lawrence looks like he's regressed. I saw a stat where he has as good a start to his career as Daniel Jones. And yet everybody again, it's the Herbert thing where. Excuse me. It's the Herbert thing where every good thing he does is praised. Every bad thing he does is an excuse made because something else happened right? Where Purdy hurts, uh, Daniel Jones even never gets that kind of leeway. But for some reason with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert and a couple other guys, anytime they play bad or have just bad stats or bad records or anything like that, every excuse in the book is given as to why that happened. And it's never, the blame is never put on them. Trevor Lawrence, uh, me and Casino both thought he would be MVP of the league. And He's had maybe his worst season since, definitely since his rookie year. Like, he's had just 
a bad season. Something looks off with the Jags. I think they're one and done in the playoffs. I don't like anything I've seen from the Jags. When it comes to the Ravens, my only concern would be they have a lot of guys who are injured on that team. And it seems like every game they just lost a a running back for the season. And it just seems like every game they play, they just get a devastating injury to either one of their stars or one of their depth guys. So I really do think the Ravens are the favorite and should be the favorite in the AFC right now, but they still have three weeks to survive and they're going, their next three games are no gimme. Obviously they have this Monday night coming against the 49ers, which many myself included think is just going to be a preview of the Super Bowl. Conspiracy theories with the colors of the Super Bowl logo start now, right? Because these two teams are the number one team in the NFC and AFC, but the Ravens, I think they uh, can go to the Super Bowl with the current roster they have if the roster stays healthy. And I also, but again, I do think my issues with the 49ers and the Ravens both going to the Super Bowl is we haven't seen these teams perform well in the playoffs. Last year, again, Purdy got knocked out, but that same San Francisco defense got annihilated, right? They got cut up. Uh, Debo Samuel fumbled in that game like, People act like if Purdy was in that game, that game would have been a much different, and it probably would have. But again, you're still giving up 30 points to a great offense, but you think you're going to go against the Chiefs with that great offense and not also get lit up? Like, again, that was much more of a defense underperforming in the playoffs than what happened to Purdy. But That would be my concern with the Ravens also because we haven't seen Lamar Jackson in the playoffs really do anything. So to say these two two teams are just going to go straight through the playoffs to the Super Bowl, like I need to see how Purdy plays in the playoffs and I need to see how Lamar Jackson plays in the playoffs because the two times we've seen them in the playoffs, right? I always remember that Chargers game where Lamar just had one of the worst games of his career. I think it was... I don't know if it, I don't remember if it was his rookie year or the year after, but he's never really done anything in the playoffs. Purdy, he gets in one playoff game and by no, you know, it wasn't like he did it, but he just gets knocked out of that game. So we just have no blueprint for him in the playoffs. I'm not saying he's going to crumble because we haven't seen him crumble in situations where people said he would crumble, you know, unless it was a concussion. But still, Niners and Ravens, I'm concerned about. The playoffs, uh, if you're a fan of those teams, like how well do we do it in the playoffs? Uh, with If you're the Ravens, it's injuries. If 49ers, it's we've kind of not been the same team in the playoffs since we lost to the Chiefs, right? And even in that Chiefs game, you give up a 10-point lead to lose. So again, as an Eagles fan, I don't, I hate the 49ers, but I can sympathize with having a 10-point lead against Mahomes and then having your heart ripped out, right? Because same thing happened to the Eagles. But Niners are my number one team. They look like the best team in the league. Even as a 49ers hater, because I'm obviously the Eagles, I still have to be unbiased doing a sports podcast. This isn't an Eagles podcast. It's a sports podcast. And I can't just sit here and try to nitpick, you know, the the 49ers because every flaw they have has been 
addressed and fixed, right? They were on a three-game losing streak and they came back better than ever. And it was just like, oh yeah, they were probably on a three-game losing streak because their quarterback had a concussion in every game he lost. So it's not even like he just lost, you know, with Hurts, we can say on Monday night he had the flu, which I think I think they maybe underplayed how sick he was because in the after uh, game press conference, he did not sound good at all. And I think he was much more sick than they were letting on. But again, if you're that sick, don't play the fucking game. Like for the, for the 49ers, if Purdy has a concussion, don't put him out there. Like we heard all off season, how great Sam Darnold looks in this offense, like prove it. Let your star quarterback have a night off if he's if he has a concussion or if he has the flu. I don't know. But again, uh, Eagles uh, fan bias coming out right there. But again, at this point, I hate the 49ers. I hate this iteration of the 49ers, but I can't hate Christian McCaffrey. I can't hate Purdy. I think Debo Samuel's an ass. Uh, I think I like Fred Warner. I think Fred Warner uh, is one of my favorite players to watch in the league. And then it's just, yeah, I would like to see Purdy win a Super Bowl. I'd like to see Christian McCaffrey win a Super Bowl, but the person I'm rooting for, obviously if my team's out of it, which I think they are, I don't think they have a shot this season of winning the Super Bowl. The team I want to see in the Super Bowl, I would love to see Ravens and Lions because I would love for Lamar Jackson to get a Super Bowl. He's always been one of my favorite players since he came into the league. And, you know, he did that thing where he gets drafted bottom of the first round he comes out on stage all mad and does the interview where he's like everybody's gonna regret not taking me and then he wins a super he wins mvp and then if he won a super bowl i think that would be the cherry on top and then obviously the lions for every reason imaginable it would be cool to see uh the lions win a super bowl but those are uh my five teams who I think right now are the only five teams that can win a Super Bowl. It's Dolphins, it's Chiefs, it's Ravens, it's Niners, it's Lions. Uh I'll get Casino's uh I'll get Casino's thoughts on that on Friday's episode. I was going to go through the games today, but I think we kind of went through, you know, all the teams that that mattered. I don't think there was a game I didn't touch on that I wanted to touch on. Uh, maybe Browns bears. I mean, that was a fun game to watch. I really thought the bears are going to pull it out, but Joe Flacco, uh, that was a great game. Also the Bengals, all of a sudden, uh, one of the best touchdown catches you're ever going to see with, I believe is T Higgins where he does the back. Maybe it was Jamar chase. I think it was T Higgins where he catches it and does like the spinning thing where it goes, uh, over the pylon for a touchdown. Great, great. Uh, Lions roll, as I said earlier. Uh, Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay has completely taken over the reins of uh, this Bucks team, and now they look like they're just going to be a playoff team again that I would fear to play in the playoffs with how well they're playing right now. Uh, Saints uh, against the Giants. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Pick of the Giants. Uh, Texans get an impressive win. Uh, without C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, I believe the reports are he's also going to miss this next game. So I'm assuming everybody thought, myself included, the Texans would lose games. He wasn't in it. But winning this one, if they lose the next one, I still think they'll be fine. Uh, They might even make the playoffs. Uh, 
yeah, Chiefs win, 49ers blow out the Cardinals. Again, the Rams, I just think, are one of my favorite teams to watch. I just really like what they are with Stafford this season. They just look and uh Puka Nakua and uh Cooper Cup. And I just think the Rams are a fun team to watch that I would fear to play in the playoffs more than I would fear uh Tampa Bay. Uh, then we talked about the three games, the Buffalo Bills blowing out the Cowboys, the Ravens blowing out the Jaguars and the Seahawks ripping the heart out of myself, Philadelphia, probably the equal season with Drew Locke. I mean, come on, you lose to Drew Locke. I mean, props to him, but it was also DK Metcalf making like three of the most insane catches you're ever going to see on that game winning drive. Uh, yeah. Uh why we I'm glad we didn't record yesterday because I was still angry and today it's kind of just somber acceptance, right? Like I put him as a fraud. Eagle season's over. I think Cowboys season's over. I think Bills, I I don't know. I'm still up in the air on the Bills and then the five teams I mentioned. So We'll be back, hopefully, with Casino on Friday to do our picks for Week 16, which is uh, Christmas week. A lot of good games this upcoming week. A lot of seasons on the line, Eagles included. Uh, So, yeah, we'll talk about all those picks, maybe some other sports stuff, if anything interesting happens in basketball or hockey or whatever. So, yeah, this has been the Only Sports Podcast. I'm Will. That's usually where Casino is, but we're going solo today. So we'll see you Friday. Uh, This has been the uh, Only Sports Podcast. Adios.